laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Spread Brothers Podcast. It's yours truly, Jordan, aka JL, accompanied as always by my brother and co-host, Mr. Marcus, aka Marky Mark. Marcus, how the hell are we doing, bud? I mean, you tell me. 6-0 6-0 and week. It went about as perfect as it could have gone. We won a lot of money. And I'm going to say that again. A lot of money. But you know what? That was good. Now we be great. Now we uh play me my theme music, if you might. <laughs> yeah, I, I second that. And I don't want to diminish our accomplishment week one. 6-0 and anytime is fucking awesome and to do it week one makes it even better but i will say this any jamoke can go out and get lucky and and knock six out and think they're you know the best thing to ever happen to sports betting i think what we need to do this week marcus is double down and really put our balls on the table and show our listeners and the sports betting community, what the Spread Brothers are all about. Yeah, and I'll put my balls down because I got an ingrown hair at the base of my gooch. So I'm ready to put my balls down. Uh, Actually, take this whole part out. Will you, will you maybe, go again? <laughs> Sorry, that was so yeah, maybe bad. I'll, maybe I'll just put my balls out. You can rest yours. <laughs> Yeah, my balls are hurting. Actually, keep this all in. Listeners, listen. I uh, Tuesday, I had a little pain at the bottom of my scrotum, and it was a ingrown hair that has been pestering me, but it didn't keep me from studying locks, looking at film. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Spread Brothers. We don't go 6-0 and and rest on our laurels. We've been texting for hours. Tell me if I'm wrong, JL, but we've been texting since what, Monday? About all these games we've been watching. We're tuned in again, and if we go 6-0 and again, we're undeniable. Yeah, just the control center. We've been just relaying information, numbers, transferring, API, EDI, data, you know, fucking tech, all that stuff. Um, and we're not going to let a, a, you know, a painful, swollen, pussy lump on a nutsack stop us. Well, that's what's funny. As soon as you mentioned a balls and doing anything with balls, the first thing I thought of was like, man, I have a little, uh, yeah, I'm aching in that area. So, uh, just thought I'd get that out there. <laughs> Brought up a sore <laughs> subject. Yeah. But, um, psh- Oh boy. Well, I um I guess I can give you a little update on my health. I don't know if I mentioned this on Sunday or or sorry, not Sunday, but when we recorded last week. Um I made uh, uh chili 
for NFL Sunday, which was delicious. However, I was home alone. My wife's out of town, and I made enough chili to feed probably a family of 15 people, um, and I was by myself. My wife's out of town all week, so now I have this massive amount of chili, and all I can eat is chili, and and I, I it kills me to watch food go to waste. Um, I've been on a, a chili cleanse, I'm calling it, because I've only been eating chili for the last uh, 72 hours, and it is wreaking absolute havoc on my digestive system. And that that scares me because growing up with you as uh, you know my big brother, I know that chili is spicy. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm throwing the kitchen sink at it. I've I'm taking Metamucil um, to try to you know keep things moving and to keep my frequency down. Um, but I got to be honest, it's not helping that much. I mean it's it's been a battle. So, Marcus, I think it's safe to say we've faced some adversity this week. Um, no, you're right. I, you just took the words right out of my mouth. Like, I have an ingrown hair in my gooch, and you're eating habanero chili. Yeah, so we're we're fighting. This isn't just all fucking jokes and games for us. Yeah, we, we must continue success. We, um, we battled through. I, one thing I'll say, coming out 6-0 and week one, <laughs> it really gives you the ability to take a breath because, you know, I think we've had weeks or seasons where we come out like 2-4, and 1-5, and five, and you're behind the gun right out of the gates. Not a good place to start. Um, we're in a position, you know, following week one, got some money in our pocket, got some house money, we got a little funny money. Uh, and now we can start throwing some punches at the books, which I love. So hopefully that works in our favor. Uh, and, and we will get to the picks here. But Marcus, I, you know, we, as we said, we've been grinding the film the last few days and trying to formulate our picks. What were some, uh, some big takeaways for you, you know, coming from week one, maybe overreactions, maybe, you know, things that jumped out. What, what's on your mind? Yeah. And again, when you go six and zero, your first week, like Sunday, felt like a pipe dream. Like it was just nothing could go wrong. And we'll hit on the Justin Fields thing. But we, I don't know we didn't even bet on that, but we talked about it. All our picks were just flush, flush, flush. And then I looked up and I was like, oh, the Chicago Bears still suck. And that kind of caught my attention. But the biggest takeaways for me were, honestly, gut reaction. The Eagles are really, really good. And I think the 49ers looked very impressive. And then, of course, we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers. I think those are the three biggest takeaways is, you know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers may be number one, but you can tell me what your takeaways are. But it's just like the Eagles look great. 49ers look great. And like, God damn, Aaron Rodgers going down like that was a. Let's talk about Rodgers because I that was weird. Um, few really weird things about that. Number one, I don't know if you've been like looking on the Internet, but like 
I feel like seven people like predicted it. Have you seen this? Yeah, and like I I don't know enough about it to really like say anything, but I guess like wet turf makes your ligaments weaker. And like I don't get it cuz I played on turf and I I don't know. I have a week left a like left Achilles tendon and it never tore on turf, but that that's a weird thing number one. Weird thing number two is when he got injured, he like popped up. He like stood up and like you know, was like looking at the sideline for the next call. And like, you know, I was like, Oh, you know, maybe he had a little tweak or whatever, and then then he just goes down. He just lays down, walks off the field with a fully torn Achilles. Well, it reminds me, JL, of when Kobe, rest in peace tore his Achilles and made two free throws after. And I just saw that how like Aaron Rodgers was walking like very gingerly on that calf and it didn't look like he rolled his ankle or anything. It just reminded me of when Kobe tore his Achilles and like was able to walk, but it was like very ginger. Once they showed the replay and you kind of saw that calf muscle like shake as it did, I was like, yeah, that's not good. It was clearly like you, like, I hate to say this, like comparing Aaron Rodgers' Achilles tear to your shoulder, like it looked like it was in a legit tear. Like it wasn't just like a pop, like there was like a reverberation to that. Oh, it definitely, I knew it was an Achilles right when I saw it. And I actually, you know, the, the Jets are playing the Cowboys next week. Uh, the Cowboys look like a fucking wrecking crew. Um, anyway, the line was at three and a half points at the time of the injury. Um, the books quickly, you know, lock that down, and the line now sits at nine and a half, I think it is. But right when I saw the injury, I placed a, a very large bet on the Cowboys next week at three and a half. So um, just to throw it out there, I can't use it as a pick on the podcast because – you know, that line's not available to the listeners, but I will be probably sweating that one the most, um, you know, if it's at all close. But, yeah, large bet. Yeah, I just – my final thoughts on that is just, like, I don't know. It's shitty, and the fact that the Jets won that fucking game, what does that say? And it was on 9-11, too. Let's not forget that. Never forget. O.J. Simpson was <laughs> in an interview, and uh, apparently he was, like, you know, talking about the Aaron Rodgers thing, and he was like, 9-11 is a tough day for New Yorkers. After like, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, tough break for the, the Jets, and honestly, just sad to see Rodgers um go down that early. I feel like he was like genuinely uh excited for this season. Um and to be in a new spot. So hopefully hopefully he comes back and you know tries it again, but I don't know, at his age that injury that could be it for for uh for old Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I uh 39 years old going on 40 with a torn Achilles. I don't foresee Aaron Rodgers playing another snap 
and the NFL. So it's a that's a shitty situation. That's for sure. Bummer. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, some takeaways from the picks. Like we said, six and zero. Oh. Um, there's only a couple ones that gave us a little sweat, and that would be. I think the one that was most exciting for me was the, J- the Jags. Um, goal line stand at the end of the game, covers on the line. Um, I think there was a lot to take away from from that sequence when you know the Colts got it into the red zone at the end of the game, especially with Anthony Richardson. Marcus, I want to hear your perspective on that sequence and uh, kind of kind of what you think about. Anthony Richardson in that scenario. Yeah. So I really, I honestly think that Anthony Richardson, if he becomes a, just a little bit more accurate of a passer, he can be a serious threat in the NFL. Cause he proved he can run the ball, but on the possession, I think the two biggest plays of the game, were Jamal Agnew's punt return where it bounced inside the 10 and he took it to into Colts territory, which we scored. That was huge. And then he threw an interception where he it was just not even close. If and the Jags didn't play great. Let's let's start there. But Anthony Richardson's like a freak athlete. Like he kind of reminds me of like a faster Cam Newton. And I hate to say that because Cam Newton fell apart at the tail end of his career. But if that guy can just be more accurate with his passing, like down the stretch, I think the Colts win that game. I think the Jags honestly were lucky to not only win, but cover and, yeah, Trevor made some great throws, but it wasn't pretty. I'd give the Jags probably a C- minus on a performance. Like, if we play like that at home this weekend, the Chiefs will beat the shit out of us. Like, the Jags have to be much, much better going forward. I was kind of taken back by how Anthony Richardson handled himself on that last drive and the last few plays. Um, you know, they were down by the end zone. The game's obviously over, right? Like there's like 40, 50 seconds left. It looked like he had like a little temper tantrum, like threw off his wrist wristband, which, you know, is his play sheet. Yeah. Um, you know, starts stomping around and getting all pissy. And then I think he just like went to the line and basically said, I'm going to, you know, take snaps and just try to run it in myself and try to get some stats for me. Um, which, if I'm a coach, I hate that. I get that you want to get a stat line. You want to, you know, make your NFL debut and make your agent happy, try to make some money, try to make a splash. But they could have covered. They could have scored there. I feel like if he could have just composed himself and – not had a, like a, a selfish tantrum, which is what I interpreted it as. I could be totally wrong, but that's what it seemed like happened. It actually ended up with him getting injured because he was just thinking that he could, you know, just throw himself into the teeth of a defense in the NFL and get away with it. Um, 
But yeah, just some immaturity, I think, on his part. Well, no, and you're exactly right. Uh, at that point of the game, I was so invested with the Jags getting a stop and covering, I wasn't thinking about anything else. Because again, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm bought into the fucking Jags. I'm fucking bought in. So at that point, I was probably blacked out with emotion. So it's nice to hear like your perspective. I didn't even think of that. I do remember him throwing his wristband off, which is a wild move for a rookie quarterback. But at that point, I was just like, I didn't care. As long as we cover and we go 6-0 and as a podcast, I'm good. I think that's what got us our cover. It was, it, I mean, they had to throw in Gardner Minshew, who, you know, looked like he was smoking a doobie on the sideline by the time he got in. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's what's like Travis Etienne scored to put us up 10, and then, yeah, they easily had a chance to, like, backdoor that, and Anthony Richardson threw – I had to go back and watch because that's the one game I don't know if I really like intently watch the film on just because I guess a self critique. I thought I was really bought in watching it live, but all I cared about was the cover and the Jacks covered, but you're right. Jail. If the, the Colts had every single opportunity to cover that game, and I think it all points back to the Jags just not playing that well. Like, the Jags can't play that well and expect to beat the Chiefs this weekend. If they play like that, the Chiefs will kick our ass. Yeah, I, I don't think the Colts are very good. I, I really don't. Um, they hung around because the Jags were just sloppy. They they showed glimpses, though, of when, when all cylinders fire – that they can really fly high offensively. I just they got to get that uh, you know timing and and chemistry down. Which with Doug Peterson, I feel like it's yeah. only a matter of time. Um, well, and you know we had a rookie running back basically credit two touchdowns for the Colts. I love Tank, but goddamn brother, you got to have a little more awareness than that. Just uh, a couple bonehead plays. It's you know, resulted in touchdowns for the Colts, but you know, onward, we got the chiefs. Chris Jones is back, which is now after the chiefs lost one game is now the greatest defensive lineman in the history of football. Uh, and you know, Travis Kelsey's now dating Taylor Swift. So that are you serious? You know, that's another big, yeah. You've not Holy heard about that. Fuck. Yeah, it's the new rumor oh, these days is Travis Kelsey is feeling 22. If you don't get that reference. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a Swifty. Uh, um, I'm not a Swifty, but my wife is. And I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 22. Travis Kelsey's feeling 22 right now from the reports on the streets. I wonder if that shows up on the field. Maybe he's a little distracted. I mean. Taylor Swift kind of seems like a head case, if you ask me. I would not want to date her. I'm not a I'm not a Swifty. Uh, for the Jags' sake, I hope that Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. I do. What if uh, Trevor off- Lawrence? What if Trevor Lawrence steals Taylor Swift from Travis Kelsey mid game? I he comes out I don't at halftime. Want- he's like, I stole your bitch. <laughs> 
I uh, I don't want that. <laughs> I would want Trevor Lawrence to date Travis Kelsey's like ex, kind of that like thicker model. That's who I want Trev dating, not Taylor Swift. I think Taylor Swift is a cancer for any famous person. Put that on the books. Sorry, Swifties. Not a Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> noted, noted. Yeah, I'll put that put that in the records here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I uh, I couldn't be happier with week one. Um, I think we can give a little more analysis um, on our takeaways as we move through these picks naturally. But I think I think I'm ready to keep this ball rolling. Are you uh, you with me there, Marcus? Yeah. Cool. Um, I'll get us started with the first pick this week, and I I want to be just really honest up front. And Marcus, you're not going to like this because part of our brand is to be over the top confident and and just you know dish locks and and never think twice. I'm legitimately uh, scared of this week, and and let me give you a couple reasons why. Number one, we went six and zero. It's hard to it's hard to maintain that level of success. Period. Number two, week two is very very tricky, and you can step in holes here because overreactions and lack of um, the ability to cross reference these teams against each other. Um, They've only played one team each, so it's like, who's good, who's not, who sucks? We don't know yet. Hopefully, we've sniffed these outright. We've put the work in on the film. Um, I have a ton of money and bets out because I took all the money I won last week. I, I took a small chunk to profit and put in my pocket, but I'm rolling this over, and I'm banking on another successful week too. Your thoughts, Marcus? I love it. I mean, we've been proven to continuously have success at the NFL level. I think in our, like, honestly, if you look back like three or four years ago with this podcast, a lot of our losses came when we were diving into early in college football. This year, we pretty much told our viewers and ourselves, like, hey, we're, we're going to do what we're good at. That's NFL. And it showed in week one. We went 6-0, and and I told you, take that money we won. I, I guarantee, I guarantee we at least go 4-2 and two this weekend. Because I, I feel good about my picks. I know there's a little bit of like, uh, what's that called? Like the, I don't know, like the hot shot fallacy. Like if shots are falling, you expect the other ones to fall. So we're thinking like, eh, maybe we get cold. This podcast isn't going to get cold. Yeah. I was thinking like imposter syndrome, but I mean, dude, we've been, we've been doing this shit. We've been out here. Well, and it's just like, we consistently do very well in the NFL. And I think what's separating our first episode this year to past is we mixed in college football. And if you look back at our old podcast, every episode we'd always talk about how college football was so unpredictable because it's a bunch of kids. Yes. Is it week one? Find another group of two guys who could pick three picks and go 100%. 
I, I would I would love to see it. We've done this. We know our process. We're sticking to it. In jail, you're going to be up another 2K at the end of this weekend. That's my thought. All right. Well, let's fucking ride. I, I like the positivity, so let's roll it up. Let's 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 get this train rolling. I'm going to I'm going to take the first pick if I do please. Um I'm I'm going hunting for overs this week. I went I went unders last week. Um uh, not like me. You guys know me. I like to sniff out those overs. Find them. Give them a sniff. Yep, that smells good. Oh, nope, that one's a little weird. That oh, that one's oh, good. Oh yeah. Um so I'm going to start things off with a team total over. And that is going to be the Lions team total. They're at home taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Um, few reasons why I like this pick. Number one, the Lions fan base is in a fever pitch right now for this team. And they have their first home game this year. It is the first year they've ever sold out season tickets. I think that Ford Field is going to be absolutely rocking on Sunday. Um, I also think that the Seahawks showed a lot of issues um, in their opener. Um, Their run defense looked lackluster. Their defensive backfield didn't look great. If you ask me, I think this Lions team is going to be able to score at will and move the ball at will against this Seahawks team. Um, the line here is 26 and a half points for the Lions, which is high. Uh, it does that number it can be tricky to tricky to hit, but I I just really think that this Lions team is going to be able to run the ball effectively and they're also going to be able to get some guys open in the in the back in the defensive backfield. Jared Goff I have all the confidence in the world with him to deliver accurate passes and well-timed passes. And I think their run game is going to complement Jared Goff and they're going to they're going to make some big plays and score at least 30 points. Um not much more I have on that one. Marcus, any thoughts? My biggest thought there, people sleep on Jared Goff on how good of a thrower of the football he is. Dan Campbell puts him in positions to make accurate, strong passes. And when I watched Jared Goff against the Chiefs, I thought, okay, yeah, like this guy can ball. Uh, I think the Lions are definitely a kind of a dark horse in the league. Like you don't want to see the Lions at home because they have a great offensive line. They have a great running back, like you mentioned last week, and David Montgomery, who couldn't make it work with the Bears, which I think, you know, is just because it's the fucking Chicago Bears. You have David Montgomery. You have Jared Goff. You have a great offensive line. That team is very dangerous early, so I fucking love that pick. I love the Lions. I'm big on the Lions right now. Fuck yeah. Lock it in, baby. Marcus? Your pick. All right. My first pick's just off like it's a film pick. I watched all these games and I just looked at teams that 
uh, you know, really impressed me. And I'm going to go the Patriots plus two and a half. I think the Patriots are very solid. It's a very, you know, stereotypical Patriots club. And I really, 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 really like them to win this game and also slow down the Dolphins attack. Tyreek Hill went for over 200 yards in week one. And we bet that over because we knew the Chargers didn't play any defense. I, I just don't see the Patriots letting Tyreek Hill run free like he did against the Chargers. And I think there's going to be way more pressure on the defensive line putting on Tua. And when I just looked at teams watching film, the Patriots just play good football. It's just solid. Um, I actually like the Patriots to probably win this game by a touchdown. I'm going Pats two and a half. I never bought the Chargers secondary. And uh, just watching the film, I just think the Pats are going to slow them down, make this a low-scoring game, and the Pats win this by a touchdown. Love that pick. I um, want to let you know, you, you're actually getting three points. This line's been, been, been bet in the favor of the Dolphins. I think the public is just really – Loving the Dolphins right now. Tua had an awesome game against the Chargers. I mean, he he was under pressure, you know, managed the pocket really well, um, made some awesome decisions while he was under pressure. And, um, yeah, just just made shit happen for the Dolphins. I do think and- the, the, the pass rush will be um, better, and I do think Belichick will do – a good job of, of giving Tua looks that make him uncomfortable. I I I apologize if the line moved. I looked at these lines early this morning, but uh, you know the pass at home. I believe they're at home. A home dog. I just don't. I don't know. I just the style of football I'm seeing from New England. I'm taking them to win this game outright. I don't care if it's plus two and a half, plus three. You can just almost mark it down as Patriots money line. I think they slow the Dolphins down a lot and control this football game. Lock it up, baby. Love it. I'm going to take the steering wheel here and serve up another luscious lock. I, I That's become a trend, the luscious locks. I, I like that. Luscious. It's good. Voluptuous. Scrumptious. Luscious locks. Um, another over here, and this one you might flinch at when I first say it, but I'm going to take the Washington commanders team total over 17 points against the Denver Broncos. And this is why I like this pick. Um, number one, the commanders, you know, they squeaked one out in week one against the Cardinals. I, I you know, I watched that film. And, and what I saw is that that Arizona defense is, to me, looked pretty damn good. Um, they flew around. Their defensive backfield was very sharp. They got pressure. Um, I feel like the commander's offensive line worked well as a unit, though, to, to help counteract. And, um, you know, I, I do feel that Sam Howell was a little jittery. 
He had some timing issues. I think he'll settle in a little bit this week against a weaker pass, pass rush for, for the Broncos. The Broncos' pass rush was basically non-existent um, in week one, and I, I anticipate that to continue with a, a better O-line with the Commanders. Commanders also have some good weapons. Got you know Curtis Samuel, Hollywood Brown. Um, they can run the ball when needed. I think that the 17 points for the Commanders honestly is is disrespectful. I I could also see the Commanders getting a defensive score here. So hopefully you know we see a defensive score, and then we only need a couple touchdowns from the offense, and this is a very easy cover. But uh, I'm locking this one in at team total over 17 points for the Washington Commanders. Yeah, and that and like the Cardinals Commanders game is just like a like week one. You first look at it, you're like, ah, what a slop game. But there's definitely some positives uh, for both teams, and I think I completely agree with you. I think the Arizona defense looks pretty sharp. Their offense is just next level bad. Um, I mean, they gonna, got Josh Dobbs at quarterback. That dude is scary looking. Yeah. He doesn't have so, eyebrows. I'm going to go to maybe the team that shocked me the most, and you picked them. And you actually picked them to win the division. I'm going – the Cleveland Browns to cover against the Steelers on the road. That Cleveland Browns team, if Deshaun Watson can really be sharp, is going to be a fucking problem, like a legit problem this year. Uh, I think the Steelers have a lot of youth. I just don't think they're ready. Uh, so I simply, I just think the Browns are going to, win by more than a touchdown the lines at two i'm taking browns minus two maybe my most confident pick of the week is browns minus two they look to me just at every facet of the game they looked really really good i don't think the steelers are going to have an answer i love that pick and and the browns managed to look good um, in a game, you know, that it's it's frankly hard to look good in with the conditions. The, I mean, the weather was terrible. Um, the defense still looked confident. Miles um, Garrett put on a fucking show. Um, I mean, he, Kenny Pickett's gonna have his hands full. Um, and and I and I have full belief in that Browns offensive line to continue to dominate. Um, one side note: they did lose their their veteran right tackle to a. Really nasty knee injury. It was gruesome. It was bad. Um, and they have um, a rookie right tackle um, this week. So just – I don't think it will be a huge issue, but you can imagine they're probably going to try to get a lot of pressure with T.J. Watt um, off the edge with, you know, that, that rookie white right tackle in there. Um, they're probably going to try to make that a matchup. I just – I agree with you. I think there's enough juice with the Browns to uh, get the job done in Pittsburgh. Nice pick. Yes. Yeah. And like, I don't know. My thing is like, I think people honestly forget how good Deshaun Watson really is. Like, yeah, he's had a lot of off the field issues, but there was just a few plays. It wasn't every play because obviously it was a kind of rough conditions, but there was just a few plays he made 
that I watched, I was like, yeah, that there's not many quarterbacks in the league that can make that play. And that coupled with the, the with the defense of the Browns, if they can get that clicking together, the Browns are going to be a fucking problem. Like they're going to win that division like you predicted last weekend, JL. Um, the Browns are good. With with Deshaun Watson playing well, the Browns are elite. That's my thought. Yeah, I agree. I think this game all comes down to Deshaun Watson's performance. Um, if he shows out, I think this covers no problem. Marcus, I'm going to give out my final pick here. Uh, another over. That's three overs that I'm I'm serving up this week. And uh, this is the Thursday night game. I'm taking the Vikings and the Eagles Thursday night football to cover 48 and a half. I've seen this line get bet up to 49, 49 and a half on some books. Um, I don't think it really matters. I think I think this game goes well into the 50s. Um, I don't have too much in-depth analysis here. I personally think that with these two teams, I could imagine they're probably a little disappointed with their offensive output in week one, especially the Vikings. So I think the the, the coaches for, for each team are, are going to you know try to right the ship, get some rhythm going for their passers um, and and really see what their offenses can do uh, on a Thursday night primetime game outside of that. um, That's my, you know, that's my angle there. Um, Kirk cousins has got to play better. Justin hurts or Justin hurts, (laughs) Justin, (laughs) Justin Fields and Justin, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Jalen hurts has also got to play better. He didn't look, particularly great I, I in my opinion last week so I see a uh, an improvement from both offenses I think it's gonna be a really fun game to watch and some fireworks so uh lock this one in Vikings Eagles over 49 love that pick I thought the Vikings just basically uh put that game last week on a charcuterie board for Tampa Bay and let them just you know do what they want with it yum, yum, think, yum, yum. yeah just yeah just eat it up um the Eagles are the Eagles they looked really sharp but I still think this Vikings offense has a lot of uh less stank to it and I think they're gonna put up some points so I like that I like that pick a lot my final pick is Picking the two highest-rated QBR quarterbacks on the over, and that's the Packers and the Falcons, over 40. We got Jordan Love, who you're talking about takeaways from week one, might have been the most impressive player to me in week one. He looked like a veteran season quarterback for the Packers, and it could have been just because they're playing the Shepard Chicago Bears. Maybe. I don't know, but he looked fantastic, and the Falcons looked pretty fucking good, too, with Desmond Ritter. I think this game definitely scores at least 45. I think 40 is way too low, so I'm going Packers-Falcons over 40. So just to recap my three picks, I'm going the Patriots plus two and a half against the Dolphins, Steelers minus two against the Steelers. 
Oh, wait. Sorry, I said that wrong. Browns minus two against the Steelers. And then Packers, Falcons over 40. Those are my three picks. Week two, maybe the toughest week in the NFL. If we go 6-0 and this week, we might be millionaires by the end of the fucking season. If we w- if we go six and zero this week, I'm going to Raisin Cane's headquarters to ask for a meeting. <laughs> um, great picks, Marcus. I'll uh, give. Uh, oh, I already gave my final pick. God, give us a recap. Give us. It's a been recap. a long week. All right, yeah. Recap. Um, the trio of overs, starting with Lions team total over twenty six and a half. We got the Commanders team total over seventeen points. And then Thursday night football, Vikings-Eagles over 49 and a half. Whew. Okay, Marcus. Um, if we can go even, I God, I don't even want to make this consolation, but if I can even take a four and two this week, I will be fucking through the roof. I personally think week two is the hardest fucking week in the NFL to pick because you do all this preseason research you get all this fucking press clippings, and you watch a few games, and it just mixes your shit up. But <laughs> <laughs> you got to put the puzzle back together. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's so true. It's very true. But I think we picked good games. I think we stayed away. Like we found a few places we can hang our hat on, and uh, we're gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Totally fine. Um, Side bet, side cheese, Jags, Chiefs, over 51. Didn't want to talk about it on the podcast, but I'll talk about it now. I think that game's going to be a shootout. I'll be there. I know you're going to drink. You're going to have like 26 beers before 11 a.m. on Sunday, oh, and you're going to bet it. Dude. It's, uh, yeah, we're getting there like 930. The game's at one. I'm going to be shit rocked by the time that game kicks off. Probably won't be watching too many NFL games on Sunday because I'll be at the bank hoping that the Jags kick the Chiefs' ass. Uh, Yeah, you know, we'll see. (laughs) We'll fucking see. You're right. About 20 beers is probably on the record. (laughs) Well, it's time to watch the chips fall where they may, baby. And, uh... If you haven't already, find us on Twitter at the Spread Bros. We'll also post other shit on there, and we'll also you know share picks and results of picks. Um, so feel free to follow us there. And if you would please, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it because Raising Canes isn't going to give us a sponsorship if only a hundred people listen a week. So tell your friends, tell your family. <laughs> um, you know, find that friend who hasn't gambled yet. Get them like a referral bonus. Get them, uh, you know, get them addicted to gambling and then show them our our podcast. Um, I don't think that's too much to ask um, considering all the hard work we do. Anyway, we love you guys. Let's have another great week, Marcus. And I will see you next week. Peace. Love you guys. Hey. 
bitch, I'm from Texas Where we still riding swangers and put diamonds in our necklace Fuck drink inside my lemonade till it look like a Pepsi See, I come from the D where we got checks and we be flexing If you ain't from my state, then you should know don't fuck with Texas Hey, we always strapped, we keep our weapons My mama from the A, she slowed it down for me at 7 Used to think Pepsi was a god before he went to heaven I knew what pushing P was before Gunny even said it Hey, she zero taught me keep my weapon And never trust a nigga or a bitch cause it's expected No killers from the country, they ride horses and throw cellars Got niggas in the east, ride ATVs with Mac 11s First off, you better remember what that sign say Before you come down here to this bitch Don't mess with Texas Cause you know everybody around here bitch got guns, nigga Hey, see y'all from Texas We got Beyonce, Trey the Truth, and we can't forget Devin Big shout out to them boys, and I can't forget back to Texas I been feeling like Luca, how about that shit a blessing Number one rule in Texas, keep it solid, ain't no telling Hey, and always keep your fucking weapon A nigga try me, other guys, we got no choice but stretch him If he survived these shots at first, bet he die on that stretcher These diamonds, I got water, might just go Johnny my next one Hey, this Texas tea is what I drink Sauce Walker had us drippin', Sauce having hoes and don't drink Young Nasa had us jiggin', dippin', ain't know how to think Now I got all these niggas steppin', swipin', catchin' plays